0: Terms and conditions
1: apply. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Vredestein Pinza AT. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com sports tireright.com sweet tire buying should be
3: This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio.
1: Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the City of Angels. Cloudy as City of Angels. Only about 65 outside. Uh, we have hats, we have mittens, we have scarves on. But somehow, John Ramos, Ryan Music, Cindy Katz, Steve Desager, and I, we will persevere. That's what we will do. That's... Most shows from Southern California, sixty-five degrees, they just cancel it, right? That's that's like that's like uh, two feet of snow on the ground in New England. Us, we are going to somehow push through. Welcome in. Uh, the phone number is 87799 on Fox. I want to welcome in our newest affiliate in Waco, Texas. Uh, here's what happens, right? Um, uh, one of my Previous employers has a 24-7 sports radio network on in Waco, and Baylor cannot, for the life of them, beat Kansas. They announced Friday that they're going to flip and become a 24-7 Fox Sports Radio affiliate. And, uh, Ramos, so you aware of what happened when the Jayhawks went into Waco this weekend? I think they won. Is that correct? Uh, the Jayhawks did not. The Baylor oh. Bears. Baylor Bears sicked them. Uh, just you. You think there's a correlation? I. I would say yes. The, the there there is a correlation. Gottlieb back on the airwaves in Waco, Waco, Texas. Good to be on uh, in Waco. Good place. Good people and uh, good sports to talk about. All right, let's. Let's get to what I think is the topic of the day. It relates to the weekend. It relates to last week when many of you heard me on Cowherd on Dan Patrick. Now back on my own show. You can download any of those podcasts. You want to hear our interviews. We got some great stuff upcoming for you. So LeBron James, uh, they essentially cleaned house and changed out most of his bench parts and got the, the newer version. I don't know if they got the better version, but they got the newer version. And as much as I'd like to say, look at that one game against the Celtics. This is a snapshot of what the Cavs are going to be. We need to take a deep breath. <sighs> take a deep breath, okay? And and, and first, um, let's not lay all the blame at the feet of Dwayne Wade, at Derrick Rose, at Jay Crowder, at Isaiah Thomas, or even Amon Shumpert. All, all former Cavs today, uh, now currently players for the Jazz, the Lakers, uh, ones with the Kings, and Dwayne Wade's with the Heat, right? They're kind of sprinkled throughout the league, expatriates, if you will. Some of that blame rests on the shoulders of LeBron James. Now, um, I have long considered, I have long considered uh, the Andre, uh, what's his name, Uh, Andre, um, uh, uh, shoot, the Hawk. Was it Andre? Was it Dawkins? What was his name? He used to play for the Cubs. Remember, he was the first NL MVP to come. Uh, Andre Dawson. Why well, am I would say Do- Dawkins? Andre Dawkins played for Duke. Andre Dawson. Thank you. Andre Dawson. What What happens in sports is we think you can only be an MVP if your team wins. I've said this about Mike Trout. Now, last year, the wins of Puff replacement didn't really work because crazy story that even though Mike Trout was, in fact, and is, in fact, the best player in the American League, Somehow the Angels went on a winning streak without him, so his wins above replacement wasn't uh, wasn't the same as it had been. But I, I would contend that one of the hardest things to do in sports, when you're a when you're an all time great, is to be an all time great and to have a positive outlook, a positive attitude when things aren't going well. It's really really hard, and and I know what what you're sitting there thinking, and and look, some, part of me thinks this as well, which is which is, hey, man, you're getting paid 15, $20 million. got to be an all-time great every time you step. But that's fine. That sounds really good. But any of you who have been at a job in which pays well, but the overall feeling of the job, momentum of the job, uh, is not great. It, it makes it hard to go to work. doesn't mean that you're you're not still competent and you're not still really good at what you do, but you can't necessarily be the best version of yourself. Andre Dawson was; he was the MVP of the National League. I've seen Mike Trout be the MVP of the American League and not be on the best team, even in his division, not even the second best team in his division. And to that, I, I hold, I think they should they deserve an extra amount of respect. LeBron struggled with it. Part of it was his friendship with Dwayne Wade actually created a fracture within the rest of the team. Part of it was uh, the kind of age-old philosophy, which was you needed veteran players once you get to the playoffs because you can count on vets to step up and make shots and make plays, even if they don't have the the juice in their legs for 82 games in the regular season. But they'd also all pass that uh, that born out throw-out throw date, you know, the throw-out date in your refrigerator. All those guys, for a, a litany of reasons, be it fit, be it uh, coming off an injury or series of injuries, Isaiah Thomas, Derrick Rose, or just age, Dwayne Wade. They we were a shell of the players they used to be, and they weren't quite fitting together. So now he gets new pieces, and they absolutely throttle. They dominate the Boston Celtics, which, of course, has so many of my brethren here at Fox and other places saying, well, now, now they're going to win the East. They're the best team in the East. They're back, and everybody else stinks. And I just I want everybody to breathe in and breathe out, right? Breathe in and breathe out. You, you experienced this eight and a half nine years ago if you were an anti Obama guy, and you're and you're just like, look, dude, breathe. The republic will be fine. And if you're an, if you're an anti Trump guy, it's the same thing. Like, breathe in, breathe out. The republic has lasted over two hundred years. We're going to be okay. There's going to be some adjustments. There's going to be some things you like, some things you don't like, but the Republic will be just fine. The same is true with the Eastern conference. We came in the season thinking when the Cavs were probably the best team, although they had these new pieces, which made their bench stronger, even if their starting lineup would never be the same without Kyrie Irving. And we're left with much the same feeling, but to make a, a determination based upon just one game is so incredibly dangerous. It just is, you know, you wouldn't marry a girl after one date. Let's not, let's not determine what they are, who they are, what's going to happen in the Eastern conference, who's going to be the starting lineup. Like, look, it adds to intrigue. And it does feel like again, in with a, with only one game, LeBron seemed energized, but, but I'll, I'll take my kids as an example. Here, my kids is the best example. My daughters are in sixth grade. My son is in uh, third grade, right? And right now we're in February. And you've already done Christmas break. You know, they have, I think they got, they got present. They actually have a ski week in California. Nothing, nothing sounds more like white privilege than ski week, right? (laughs) Like we're going to, what are you, why are you off this week? Ah, We want the kids to go out and go skiing. It was amazing. What's next golf week in April? Yeah, we want them to go and play the links. That's what we think would be a good idea, but they have a ski week, ski week. But outside of that, there's, there's not a lot of breaks upcoming and they are, and they are in the slop. They don't like it. They are done with dad. I, I just don't like school dad. I don't like it. I want out. But if you dial back to the start of the year, Man, I remember, do you remember your first day of school? First day of school every year is the best. New backpack, new trapper keeper, new shoes, new shirt. And I don't know if you did this, uh, Ramos, you know, you're, we're kind of same generation, same gen. But, you know, like when you would get that new t-shirt, what do I do? Do I uh, do I iron it because it has that that line down the middle? Is that what I do? I exactly. love
0: the, I agree with you. I love the first day of school. I love putting uh, on new clothes and going there and seeing my friends again. It was it was great.
1: The best. The absolute best. And so be, because of it, like look, we we kind of freak out. This was the first day of school. Right? Isaiah Thomas is like I got my powers back. You know, everybody couldn't be happier with who they are and what they are and all all kinds of other stuff. But, but the fact is, like, look, relax. It's one game. Everybody appears to be uh, a little bit happier. And kind of we'll go from there. You know? That's, like, I'm not, I, I, again, I'm not saying that the they didn't get younger. They did. Did they get better? Let's just chill out for a little bit and allow ourselves to kind of figure it out. That's 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 really, to me, uh, the the story is not that the not that the Celtics didn't look terrible. They did, but also that the it's just one game, and only one game does not tell you, you know, does not tell you anything about what's going to happen with the Western Conference with the Eastern Conference. Here's LeBron after the game. You know, it was a good start for the new guys. Good start for all of us, you know, with our revamped team. So far, we feel like right now with the type of caliber players that we have now we can defend at a high level. They can defend at a high level. Yeah, which you know, look, I don't want to take everything he says as a shot at the previous um at the previous players, but um I mean, can't we take it as a shot? Right? Can't we take it like when you when the first thing you say is now we can defend at a high level. Doesn't that mean that the old players could? And he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Isaiah Thomas couldn't guard. Dwayne Wade kind of passed his prime. So passed his prime as a defender. Derek, but Derek Rose wasn't with the team. Jay Crowder wasn't as good as he was supposed to be. But it's not like he can't play any sort of defense. Can Can we at least admit for a second that he's taking a shot? And this is kind of the problem with LeBron. It's not that LeBron's not awesome. LeBron is awesome. But that's, that's a needless shot at players who are gone. And we think we all know because part – no, LeBron can't play defense all himself. He cannot do it all himself. Um, that said, it doesn't make it okay for him to say, well, now we can play defense, which means they couldn't previously play defense.
3: Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio
1: app. Isaiah Thomas averaged 29 points a game last year. He was the second leading scorer in the fourth quarter in the NBA. So he wasn't scoring points in BS time. He was scoring points when it mattered. Now, full disclosure, the Celtics are one of the few teams that went for it last year. Remember they had the best record in the East and nobody thought they were the best team in the East. And one reason was they, they didn't sit, they didn't sit guys. They didn't take games off. They tried to win every game and they won more games than anybody else in the Eastern conference. But think about last year when he was an MVP candidate, that he played through a hip injury, ultimately had to, uh, had to sit down the last, the last series against the Cleveland Cavaliers in the Eastern conference finals, because the hip was just too painful has a surgery, gets traded, plays 15 games with the Cavs, looks terrible doing so, doesn't fit in personality-wise, and now is a member of the Lakers. And his celebratory moment, his I-got-my-powers-back moment, was a uh, 22-point performance in which he had six turnovers in a loss to the Mavericks. It's not just that they lost. I don't know how many people watched this game. The Mavericks were trying to lose the game. The Mavericks were tanking. And the Lakers still lost with Isaiah Thomas playing major minutes. And so while I'm sitting here thinking I could have made a million, five hundred thousand $500,000, a million dollars if I had the cash to buy the house I wanted to buy going back six years ago. And there's plenty of people who are driving to work thinking, yeah, I know that house. I could have made a hundred grand on it, 200 grand on it. If I would have bought that one house back then, imagine if you're Isaiah Thomas and you're th- you're thinking, I've lost a hundred million dollars in the last six months, 100 million. You think you're sick when you see that house or that sign uh, for sale sign on the corner house that you wanted to buy. And it's twice as valuable now as it was back in 2011 and you could have bought it, but you didn't pull the trigger. Think about it if you're Isaiah Thomas. And so we, we try and rationalize how this, how this happen? How this happen? And the only the only answer is that it's a perfect storm, hip injury, team that goes for it, perfect offense and makeup of that team. That team had nobody else who could score. So they gave the ball to Isaiah Thomas and said, take us home. A great coach, obviously, in Brad Stevens. And he was playing with supreme self-confidence. Is Isaiah Thomas really one of the top five players in the game? No. Is he one of the top 10 players in the game? No. Is he one of the top 15? Now you would say he's probably not one of the top 30 players in the game. How could he be an NBA, NBP candidate last year? Is Matt Ryan one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL? Your answer right now would be no. Look back at last year. Okay. Look back at last year. The Carolina Panthers defense went through a complete overhaul in the defensive backfield when Josh Norman left. Right. Remember that? They're bad. Tampa Bay, they were bad. Saints, worst defense in football. That's six of your games against bad defenses. You get Julio Jones, and that year they added Muhammad Sanu. You had two talented running backs who were mostly healthy. You had Kyle Shanahan as your play caller. You had just the right schedule, just the right luck, coming off of no expectations because Matt Ryan had had a bad season the year before. And you're playing against a soft division, soft schedule, and you light up the world and you become the league's MVP. Matt Ryan and Isaiah Thomas are kind of the same guy. Look, I think Matt Ryan has a longer career. Matt Ryan can be a starter and he'll be a he's a good player. He's closer to a top 10 quarterback than Isaiah Thomas is to being a top 10 player. But there's a lot of similarities in the perfect storm. A lot of similarities. So, uh, how could we, how could we have, how could we have fallen that far that quickly? There's your answer. Some of it is the hip. Some of it is being a bad fit. Some of it is losing your confidence, but some of it is he was playing far above his level because of confidence and all those other factors more so than how good he, good he was and maybe good he is.
3: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app.
1: Let's get to the Indianapolis Colts who have found their head coach and as I predicted last week, it's Frank Wright. And please, whatever you, whatever you do, newspaper pundits, newspaper headline writers. Let's avoid any of the right, you know, let's not call. Let's just, you just, I understand that you're not necessarily trying to make a Hitler reference, but since Hitler's group was the third right, let's, let's just, let's just not, let's just not do it. Let's just not do it. Okay. So no right in your headline, unless it's, He's got the right stuff. That one you can do. We're okay with that one, right? Ramos, that's not, right? But we don't want to do the new right. We don't like, let's not do that one. Yeah, let's, let's stay a, away from those. I let's agree. Let's stay away from it. Uh, look, I am Jewish. I I didn't have any, uh, my grandparents, great-grandparents, um, thankfully did not die in the Holocaust, right? We have relatives that did. I'm not personally offended by people using the term you know he's a little hitler or he's a little not or something you're acting like you're a nazi or whatever i understand that you don't actually mean what the nazis did but you generally in media state what's the win what's the win it's like pro athletes you don't need to use slave references like got it slavery was awful i mean it is It it was just an awful time for our country, for any country. I mean, you know, but the point is, please don't make slavery references when you're a professional athlete or a collegiate athlete. Like, just don't do it. Don't do it. Same thing for headline writers. But Frank Reich's the new head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, some Philadelphia Eagles, sorry, that would have been breaking news, right? Of the Indianapolis Colts. And he comes over from the Philadelphia Eagles. So, Look, my first reaction is it might not might actually be better for the Colts. Like, do I think Josh McDaniels is great? I actually do. And the thing about McDaniels failing with the Broncos, I think makes him more attractive to me. More attractive, not less, more. More attractive. So, um, because I like people who have learned from their failures and then succeed anyway persevere anyway and I, love, I love that I just do but um, Frank Reich on the other hand you know fits the mold of Doug Peterson in he's a backup quarterback now he's a backup quarterback that played a lot more than Doug Peterson he of course was instrumental in kind of the rehab of Philip Rivers, Philip Rivers was great under Frank Reich and did a great job with Carson Wentz So the first thing is, I'm not sure the Colts didn't end up the better because of it. You don't carry any of the bias against Josh McDaniels because of the failure with Denver or the fact that he was leaving a place he clearly didn't want to leave in New England. And you're getting Frank Reich, who, though he's never been a head coach, he's more experienced as Josh McDaniels because he's actually played as opposed to McDaniels is only coached in the NFL. There's a chance that Indy end up with a better head coach. Even if how they got to that place wasn't ideal. What about the Eagles and what they left behind? I remember they had their victory parade going back to Thursday and they talked about being underdogs, 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 underdogs. And as I pointed out then, and I'll point out to you now, congrats, it's the last time you'll ever be an underdog again. Because just like Tom Brady got a pass because of the Super Bowls, right? Well, Tom Brady won a Super He won the Super Bowls and the reason they were underdogs throughout the time in the playoffs was they they lost they lost Carson Wentz they lost their quarterback like well you look at the last however many games of the season they were underdogs they lost Carson Wentz you lose an mvp and you replace him with um you lose an mvp and you replace him with a guy who was nearly out of football and a guy who had failed miserably during his time with the St. Louis Rams. And anybody thought, myself included, the Eagles were gonna collapse. You weren't underdogs because people didn't think the defense was good. People thought you were the best team in football, then you lost your quarterback. But they lose their offensive coordinator, they lose their quarterbacks, coach. Uh DeFilippo's going to the Minnesota Vikings. Carson Wentz is returning from injury. When do you play him? You know, do you play Fools? Do you play Wentz? And even though everyone's happy and everyone and so many of their players are under contract, we know how this thing works. You win a championship. Everybody wants to get paid. Then you look around the division. Cowboys suffered through a suspension of Zeke Elliott, a sophomore slump from their quarterback. And the realization that Des Bryant might be closer to over the hill than he is to being a superstar. Cowboys should be a little better. Giants it would have to be better. The Redskins at worst with Alex Smith as their quarterback would be exactly the same and the likelihood is because they have cost certainty they're going to be better. The Packers they'll get a healthy Aaron Rodgers. The San Francisco 49ers appear to be a real football team. The LA Rams, same thing. I mean, you look at the rest of the NFC, not just the NFC East, and it should be better. They'll play against the first place schedule, everybody's biggest game, and they have a completely new offensive staff as their offensive coordinator and their quarterback coach are both gone. Like, this is what happens. And the, the, the miracle of the New England Patriots has been their ability to be consistent, even though they've lost assistants and coordinators year after year after year, more so than personnel, the consistency of message. And that's going to be hard in Philadelphia.
3: Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
1: Let's welcome in Chris Mannix. Uh, he's an NBA insider and a good one for Yahoo Sports. I saw him earlier this morning on First Things First on Fox Sports 1. Uh, he'll be filling in for Dan Patrick tomorrow. I believe I'm joining him tomorrow or maybe the next day. I'm not really sure. Mannix, let's, let's start with the reaction from around the league. Okay, the league's reaction is different from fans' reaction, different from pundits' reaction. Now that we have a couple days for it to settle, what's the league's reaction to what Cleveland did?
4: Well, it's, uh, you know, it was impressed at first. And in the last 24 hours, people that watched that game and people that have relationships, some of the players on that team have been texting me and you know, just telling me that you know, what your eyes are seeing in fact reflects kind of the reality of what guys think at that locker room that, you know, for, for the time being, and granted we're we're a very short period of time into this, you know, it does seem like this has, you know, shocked the culture a little bit given a team that had just been kind of going through the motions, a jolt of, of energy, of life there. Um, you know, look, Doug, I, I still have some concerns about, you know, the ability of, of guys like Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance to contribute to a winning team after not playing for one their entire pro careers, Rodney Hood in big situations. What does George Hill have left in the tank? But you know, when people around the league were watching that game last night and, and watching the way the Cavs were playing and the bounce in their step uh, that they had, it, it clearly was a different look uh, for that Cavs team and certainly one that they needed in the aftermath of two-thirds of the season that was just, it was just looked miserable, them playing together. All
1: right, here's a question I don't think anybody's asked, but I'm maybe more intrigued by. What's the matter with the Celtics?
4: Well, I mean, how much time do you have at this point? (laughs) They're they're. Uh, You really want to know? Well, (laughs) we have
1: probably about nine (laughs) minutes.
4: They're they're getting physically overwhelmed again, and you know this has been a problem for Boston over the last couple of years. Um, One of their big weaknesses has been that they get punched in the mouth a lot, and and when they do, they don't always respond in the best possible way. Now, the roster is a little bit better equipped, you know, on paper to handle that. Aaron Baines is a physical guy. Daniel Tice is a physical guy, and now Greg Monroe being that mix as he works himself in, he's uh, a physical guy. But you know they've really, um, you know they really haven't responded well to Toronto beating them up, Indiana to some degree beat them up, and you know the the Cavaliers from the second quarter on on Sunday they came out and beat them up. I had one you know advanced guy that that watched the Celtics the last couple of games recently tell me that a lot of what they're they're going through it can be attributed to to the loss of Marcus Smart. I mean offensively they're missing shots, Smart may not help with that, but you know, defensively, Smart's a stopper out there on the floor, and some of the guys that have gotten rolling against the Celtics, whether it's Kyle Lowry, Victor Oladipo, or some of the guards with, uh, with the Cavaliers. You know, Marcus Smart would have had an impact there, and when he comes back after the All Star break, that defense should look a lot better.
1: What's the sense on Gordon Hayward, whether or not he'll play this year?
4: You know, I, I had Brad Stevens on, on. I filled in for Dan this morning, and he was on the show, and, and Brad was pretty, you know, unequivocal that that Gordon Hayward's not coming back, and looked at that. Some of that may be you know, just not wanting to put any pressure on Gordon Hayward. I'm obviously around that team a lot, Doug, and I, and I see Gordon walking around, and he's walking without a limp, and he's starting to do more and more. But the concern in the organization isn't getting him, Gordon Hayward, getting physically cleared. It's how long does it take him to get mentally cleared, how long before he can do you know, on the court all the things that made him great. I mean, Gordon Hayward, you remember that play he got hurt on. He must have run that play 100-plus times during his time at, with the Utah Jazz, I mean thousands of times, maybe with the Jazz, can he step right back onto the court and run that same backdoor cut without fear of coming down and, and hurting that ankle once again? So they really have no idea how long it's going to take for him to mentally, uh, you know, check uh, to, to mentally get over that hurdle. But you know, Brad again was—I can only take him at his word—and he said uh, he's not coming back, and he said he and Gordon have never had a conversation about him coming back this season.
1: Uh, okay, let's get to the other one of the other sides of the trade, which is Isaiah Thomas in L.A. He said he has his powers back. On the other hand, they lost to a team in Dallas that was trying to lose the game. Dallas was trying to lose that game. They were tanking in that game, and the Mavericks still won. That, that's that's not a good sign. Uh, and then the, the desire to start to shoot, knowing Lonzo Ball is coming back. Um, what's your thoughts on how Isaiah fits in with the Lakers for the remainder of this season?
4: Well, he'll probably put up numbers, but that's meaningless on a team like that. I mean, he's going to get minutes, whether it's off the bench, alongside Lonzo, whatever it is, he'll, he'll play, and he'll put up some numbers. But i got to tell you, I, I don't know what the market is for Isaiah Thomas this summer. I mean, I, I talked to uh, you know, I have a dozen executives from teams, if not more, about this same subject, either on the phone or, or via text, and nobody can tell me with any sort of definitive answer who, who is out there, who, who is going to sign Isaiah Thomas. I mean, the teams with cap space, there's so very few of them, but the teams with cap space don't have a place for Isaiah Thomas. I mean, Atlanta's not going to go give him real money. Chicago's not going to give him real money. Um, you know, you go the Dallas Mavericks, who could have some cap space next summer, they're not going to give him real money. They have a point guard of their own there. Honestly, the, 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 Isaiah Thomas's best chance of getting a large annual salary is is going to be with the Lakers. And that's only if the Lakers strike out in free agency and they need to give somebody kind of a placeholder contract, like they gave Contavious Caldwell Pope, like the 76ers gave J.J. Redick, for a one-year deal. It's it's a stunning, really, fall from grace because best-case scenario for Isaiah is that the Lakers step forward with a one-year, 15000000 million-plus deal just so they can make the salary uh, floor so they can be players in free agency in 2019.
1: Chris Mannix joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Yeah, but they're not going to do that because they don't want to upset the the development of Lonzo Ball, and they can't really... Do
4: you think like, it does, though? I mean, do you think it really does? I mean, like, I I've, I've, I know that the Levar stuff, and, and Isaiah Isaiah's saying he, he wants to start. I, I look at the Lakers, and, and it's only on paper, but I think can play alongside Lonzo Ball. I mean, I, Lonzo's big enough that he can mix and match some defensive assignments as the two, and Isaiah's fine not being the de facto point guard as long as he's getting the ball in his hand uh, to make shots. I, I don't look at that as being necessarily a deal-breaker for the Lakers or Thomas.
1: Yeah, I I just I don't think he's their type of player. I I could be wrong, but I don't think he's, uh, you know. And and the the, the placeholder contract sounds good in practice, but it hasn't worked out with Contavious Caldwell Pope. So I'd be intrigued to see they, they got to find just the right guy. Now for for Isaiah Thomas, you're right. This is he should be on his absolute best behavior, and he shouldn't be saying anything, let alone I got my powers back. So let's let's see. Let's see how that goes over I know it's from a Lithuanian reporter and I probably shouldn't do it but I'm gonna ask you anyway um, Lavar apparently told this one guy in Lithuania who's the last guy kind of covering him and spreading the gospel on Twitter that if they don't draft Leangelo uh, then he's gonna not resign with the Lakers because he wants the three brothers to ultimately play together what what's your reaction?
4: Well, I mean, the, the Lakers are not going to draft LeAngelo. They they may not even consider Lamelo. We don't know how far. I mean, he's a couple of years away from, from real eligibility, uh, but, but we'll see. But they're not going to draft LeAngelo. I mean, the the, the best-case scenario for them is to – or for, uh, for uh, LeAngelo is to wind up with the Lakers' G League team with an opportunity to earn his way onto a roster. But I don't know about you. You, you follow the college game more than I do. I just – it, and look, they're, they're, every NBA scout that criticized L'Angelo hasn't seen him play. I mean, I think that has to be taken into account. But the ones that have and the ones that have been, you know, in, in the high school gyms in California and watched this kid play, they say he's not an NBA player. So I don't think the Lakers are going to appease Lavar, who has been nothing but a pain in the backside for them for the better part of the last three-plus months. I, I don't see any way, shape, or form they appease this guy with Lonzo having three years left on his deal and total control over him by drafting his brother to a contract and giving him a contract that, that nobody in that organization wants to give. I think that, that's a pipe dream.
1: I, I completely agree with you. He's the one and only Chris Mannix. Check him out tomorrow, guest hosting for the Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Of course, follow him on Twitter. Read his work in Yahoo Sports as well. Mannix, you do a great job, man. Thanks for joining us.